0: Maybe the best thing about this Father's Day as we think about it is, is reconciliation. You know, you know, just to think about the precious relationships that we do have and to treasure those precious relationships and allow the Lord to begin to work through those. That's, that's one reason I go to Proverbs chapter 10 this morning and looking at verse 1. And if we read that, that first part of of verse 1, we read a wise son, Brings joy to his father. And I don't think this really kicked in for me, you know, this desire of wanting to bring joy to my father until I received that phone call. We were our first year in seminary and and Heidi and I had just gotten married and we get the phone call and uh, my mom is beside herself and she's telling me that dad is in, going into emergency surgery And I'm not a medical person, but his aorta, I guess the artery going into his heart had kind of expanded to become large and like the size of his hand or his fist. And that if that was to burst, that he would immediately die. And that there was a valve issue. And so I remember we got our tickets and we rushed off from Kansas City. we were in seminary and we flew to to Boise, Idaho, where my parents were. And we went in the hospital. And I remember just all the emotions that day as dad was wheeled back into surgery. And they were giving him only a 30 percent chance of, of survival. And I remember the emotion of my mom and, and how she was trying to be strong and positive at one point and then she would be crying at another point and, and the emotion of my wife and I kind of hanging on to each other and, and just going through this reality that maybe it was the end of my father's life. Well, I praise the Lord. I thank the Lord that the surgery was successful and he lived another 15, 20 years and uh, he's now with Jesus. But I remember, you know, going, You know, back in my mind's eye and just, you know, going through all the emotions of how how I I wanted after this. I mean, if he would 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 survive that I I wanted to bring him joy. I mean, before that, I I wanted my dad to be proud of me. I, I I wanted my father's you know affirmation. But man, there was something about that experience, something kicked in that I I wanted to bring joy to my father if he made it through this thing. And in the process, I began to realize, you know, there is such a thing as a good father. In fact, there are three different ideas that I want to share with you this morning, uh, what it means to be a good father. And one thing that I learned going through that experience is that a good father is a provider. A good father is a provider, and I, I go back in my memories to my experience with dad and how dad provided, and he provided clothes, and he provided money, and he provided direction and counseling, and he provided more money, and then he provided, you know, uh, you know affirmation, and he provided emotional support. And he provided more money. <laughs> I mean, dads do that, right? They're the bank, really. And moms, they're the bank. And, and, and I, I just think of all the things that my father provided. And there's no question that my father provided the essentials in life. And I, and I know there's some of us that maybe, you know, didn't have a father. or Some of us that, that didn't even have parents. Or maybe it was a bad father experience. But I thank the Lord this morning that in my memories, I had a good father. God gave me a good father. And one thing that I learned through my father is that I wanted to be a good father. I wanted to be a father that provides as my father provides all the essentials in life. But I also learned as I reflect back on the experience that. That my father provided not only all the essentials in life that gave me a good childhood and prepared me for adulthood and a lot of it, you know, showed me how to live a a Christian life. And I thank the Lord for that. But I also learned in that experience and was reminded that a good father provides something more than just essentials, but a good father provides love. That a good father will love his child. And I'm not talking about the the touchy-feely kind of love where it's always about touching and hugging. And there's nothing wrong with that. My dad would give me a a firm hug. And on occasion, he would kiss me on the cheek, even as a man. I mean, there was that touchy But it was more the kind of affirming love that, that happens in only one way. And that was when a father is present in a child's life. And I had the kind of father that was present in my life. And I praise the Lord for that. A father that was there. A father that, that cared. A father that loved me. I, I, uh, I, I, we were blessed. My parents, if you don't know this, my parents, they, they literally moved to wherever I pastored. They they were kind of old for my age, older parents, and so they were at retirement by the time I, I pastored my first church, and, and they moved there to that town in Greenville, Texas, and then we moved to Arkansas, and they moved there to that town, and my parents moved with us, and so we we were together as a team, they were present. I'll never forget the one church that did not move to the town that we were pastoring in, though. That one church was was Twin Falls and they went back to Nampa because we have a lot of family there and they lived in Nampa. And I pastored there in Twin and about two and a half hours away. And and uh, I was getting a little bit kind of now older, middle aged and. And I was, uh, playing softball. In fact, I played on church softball teams for years and years. And, but I was now getting the age that it was more dangerous to play softball than to drive the car. Okay. Uh, because I would n- normally end up with some kind of energy or injury, excuse me, some kind of injury. And, and I'll never forget my dad. We were having a tournament, some kind of softball thing with the church. And, uh, and I was not playing much because I wanted the younger guys to get the time and, And uh, and there's my dad drove two and a half hours and he's sitting in the stands to watch me sit the bench. (laughs) Dad was present in my life. I mean, that's the kind of love that really matters when we talk about a, a, a father that is a loving father, a father that is is present and when he showed up there at twin, he, he 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 didn't hug me. He didn't bring me gifts. He didn't. You know, the only thing that it is, he he was there. He was there in my life. I mean, doesn't that make sense? I mean, if we get our our image of our father in heaven from our father on earth. And our father in heaven is the loving father. Does that not make a lot of sense, especially when we think of John 316? It says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And those who believe in him will have everlasting life, will not perish. And we have this father in that verse that teaches us that he comes to us a father. Yes, that is present in our life. This is the kind of father that he has called us to be. So, so we have a father that, that, that provides for us. But also I, I learned, I remember from that experience that a father is, is someone that loves you when no one else does. <laughs> He loves you when no one else does. I, um, I, uh, there was a time in my life I was smaller than I am now. I know I'm pretty small now, but, um, I, I was smaller. And in fact, I was the smallest kid in school. Always, Jerry, always I was the smallest kid in school. I think I wrestled 98. I mean, I had to eat to wrestle 98 pounds. I, I think my, my junior year I was like at 93 pounds. And I mean, I was just a, a peanut. And, um, and so I was small. And I always had big friends. That was a good, you know, good move on my part. But, um, uh, but, you know, kids are kids. And, and I remember times that kids would, would be mean and they would pick on me. And I'm not saying, oh, poor me or anything. But yeah, I remember I got picked on. And sometimes I, 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 I don't know if I want to say it. I cried. And, and my father always had a way of saying the right thing. He, uh, he always had a way of helping me, you know, deflect from that m- moment so that that maybe it wasn't so embarrassing or maybe he had, you know, words to say that, that made me feel good about myself. And and I had a great father. In fact, I had the kind of father that always, you know, told me, you know, good things about myself. He he talked to me about being great. He talked to me about, you know, being something special and awesome. And and he just continued to build me up. I, I love watching some of our young parents like like our student ministries pastor. Pastor Wes and Melissa and she was just playing this morning and I love watching them as they take care of their kids because, you know, parents they say such wonderful things about their kids. Like my my son and our daughter in law and our little granddaughter Riley and we listen to them and the words that they use and, and they call her pretty and beautiful and she's awesome, right? And she's wonderful. And so we just pour ourselves into our children. And you see, that's what a father is about. It's it's about loving us when nobody else does. Somebody that believes in us, lifts us, trusts us. And I cannot think of a better description than than that for a heavenly father. A heavenly father that is our protector. A heavenly father that is, is our guide. And he leads us to special places that are quiet and still. A heavenly father that is with us. Because he is a lifter. He is a burden lifter of our soul. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I need my burdens lifted. And it's possible that you've even come this morning with some burden on your heart. And you're saying, I, I, I need something. I don't know what it is, but I, I need something. Well, Jesus is your burden lifter. God is the kind of father in heaven that he wants to lift you. He wants to bless you. I, I cannot think of a, a better and more poetic way. To know this about our father in heaven than what we read in Psalm chapter 23. In fact, uh, you're familiar with the psalm, but let me just read a little bit of this with you this morning. Really, I'm just going to go through it. Remember the words, the Lord is my shepherd and I lack nothing. I mean, if we just acknowledge that, that that God is our shepherd, God loves us, that God cares for us personally, intimately, And when we know that, we realize that we will lack nothing because God is our provider. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. And then he refreshes our soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Why? Because he's with us. His rod, his staff, they comfort me. God, you prepare a table before me in the presence of whatever it is that I'm facing, whatever is bombarding my life, whatever difficulties that I'm going through. It is God that is lifting us. He is the great father who loves us. He blesses us He anoints our head with oil. He blesses us. And I was blessed to have a father that, that, that led me to the throne of grace. I was blessed to have a father that 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 cared for me and loved me. And I don't know what you've experienced as far as a father goes in this world, in this life. But I promise you, there is a father in heaven that loves you today. There's a father in heaven that wants to lift you and bless you this morning. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Just. The other week I was talking to one of our men from Zephyr House, um, Robert, and and I hadn't shared this with you, but I, I loved their story because they were talking a little bit about their journey and the challenges that they had faced. And now they were at this place in life where they're worshiping and they're coming to Zephyr House and they're walking with their father in heaven. And, and, and the words they shared with me, it moved me because what that that gentleman said to me is that, you know, pastor, these are becoming the best days of my life <laughs> because I'm walking with the father. They're becoming the best days of my life because I'm walking with my father in heaven. And, and I don't I don't know what you're going through, but I know this, that that your father loves you this morning. A father is a provider. A father loves you when no one else does. And then here's the last thought I had. I I learned in that time that week with my father is that a father, a father speaks the truth. A father is bold in in being a truth revealer. It's truth without camouflage. It's truth without, you know, hidden or personal agenda. And sometimes it's a truth that hurts, but but it's for it's for the better. It's for the better as we we speak that truth, you know, into that child's life. And the fact is that that sometimes we fall short. And I know that as a father, I mean, we get these kids and there's no instruction booklet that comes with them. And 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 it's hard sometimes being the good father or being a good mother and being the parents that God has called us to be. And sometimes it's a challenge and and we do our best. And we fall short, and I'm the first to admit that I fall short sometimes as a parent. And and so what do I I, I want to say this morning is I want to say I don't know what your relationship is with your father or what it's like, but I want to say this: if your father's still living, give him a break. Give them a break and maybe like we were watching this video this morning, that Father's Day is this moment of reconciliation and and that you can forgive somebody and you can maybe let water that's gone under the bridge just to be under the bridge and, and that you can take a moment and maybe say, I'm sorry. Or apologize, or you can just bring reconciliation into that relationship. And maybe this Father's Day is for that moment that there is a transformation in that relationship so that you can have a healthy relationship with your father. It's time. It's time that we speak the truth. That's what fathers do. The the Bible reads, raise up a child in the way they should go and see if not they return to it in their own age in their old age, excuse me, in their old age, to speak the truth in, in love. I was sitting with my, well, I was with my son lifting weights, my son Remington, and we were lifting weights, he was in high school at the time, and um, and he was kind of had a little bit of an attitude, you know, <laughs> surprise, surprise, and, uh, and, and, but he, he was, you know, just having an attitude, and he was not like, not liking listening to what I was saying, and, and he kind of drops the little weight. He was doing kind of a shoulder press and he drops it, clang. And he says, why can't you just be my friend like my other my other friend's dads, our friends with their dad? And I said, I sat my weights down and I said, come here. And we sat down and I said to him, I said, Remington, I, I said, <laughs> my goal is not to be your friend. My goal is to be your father. And I will not give up that role and that position to be your buddy because God has called me to be your father. And, you know, the reality is um, he was silent for a moment. He absorbed it. We didn't have much talk after that. But time has passed and years has passed. And now Remington is my friend. But I'm not sorry that I told him that I would not give up the role of being father and sharing truth with him because a father, a good father, speaks the truth. In love, we look in Psalm and we read, "I, the Lord, Father, speaks the truth." in Zechariah we read, we're to speak the truth to each other, and then remember John and, and, and John and Pontius Pilate ask, what is truth?" You know, the conundrum of having ears, but not wanting to hear that we see in the people's minds and hearts. And then in first John later admonishes that we are not to lie, but to live by truth and in the cycles of life and in the ministry of the apostles and all the intellectual things and in all the theology and and even in the ministry of of the life of Jesus Christ, we find that it, it cycles back to one thing, the thing that brings value, the thing that rests upon us and the thing that we begin to realize that this is the standard and the standard that the scripture gives us and Jesus points to is that that we are to speak the truth and we're to speak the truth in love. Amen. I like the, the watchman. I share this story real quick. I like the the watchman who uh, was uh, many years ago at the railroad crossing and his job, this was before there was, you know, the electricity and the lights and the arm that comes down across the track. But it was a time when they paid watchmen to use lanterns at nighttime and they waved the lantern to let the, the traffic know that there was a train that was coming and they were waving the lantern. The watchman's waving the lantern while well, there was an accident and the family was hurt. And so they were suing the railroad company and and the, the case went to court and there was a trial and. The railroad company won the case because the watchman testified again and again and again that he had waved the lantern. He waved the lantern. The traffic should have seen. He waved the lantern. And after the railroad company won the case, the attorney of the big company was just congratulating. Of course, the family lost tragedy. But the attorney of the big company, the railroad company, was congratulating the watchman for a straightforward testimony. Waving the lantern and the watchman with a kind of a sly grin on his face said, well, thank you, sir. But I sure was mighty afraid. They asked me if my lit my lantern was lit or not. You see, the light had gone out. I mean, it was the right action, right? But but it the light had gone out. And I think sometimes that we might have the right action or maybe even good intentions. But you see, the light has gone out and and the light that really matters. is the light of our savior, Jesus Christ, because he is the, the good father. He is the only father. He is the father that we want to, you know, live our life after and that we want to pursue. And and we want that fire burning in us. And I cannot imagine my father being the father that he was if he had not had the light of Christ in his heart. Our Father loves us, guys. Jesus loves you this morning. And I don't know what you're going through. And maybe this stirs up some emotions in your relationship with your Father. But what a great day would be if this could be a day of reconciliation. That God could reconcile a relationship for you. And that relationship that you have with the Father in heaven, maybe, would be renewed. I want to invite you just to bow our head and close our eyes for just a moment. And as we are just kind of bowing our head and reflecting here, maybe quite possibly this reconciliation would be between your you and your earthly father, a biological father, maybe a stepfather. Or maybe this is reconciliation between you and your father in heaven. And he's speaking to you right now and you're, you're just wanting to respond You're not really sure how, but I I just want to invite you today with your heads bowed and eyes closed. I want to invite you to respond to God this morning. I want to invite you to respond in in prayer. and, And just as I begin to pray that you would just begin to whisper to the Lord, your father in heaven, Lord, your relationship with him and what you would like him to do. And maybe it's just simply, Lord, I love you. Forgive me. That's maybe the words that you want to pray today. Or maybe it's Lord, give me strength because I, I do want reconciliation in my family. I want to renew this relationship with this, this distant relative or family member or father. So, Father, I just pray that you would hear these prayers today. I pray that, Lord, that the fire of, of your love and your presence in our life would be lit. And that, Father, that your fire would burn in us brightly. And that you would be glorified, Lord, as we just focus upon you this morning. We thank you for that. We thank you, Father, for the fire of truth that is being spoken of this morning. And that, Lord, that that truth would, Lord, just settle on that one soul right now that just needs to hear your voice. Father in heaven, we love you today. We thank you, Father, for first loving us. We thank you, God, that you are God that cares for us. That you're a God that that loves us and that, Lord, you desire relationship with us. And so, Father, you are a good Father in heaven. And I pray for that one this morning right now that is saying in their heart, in their mind's eye, they're saying, Father, I desire relationship with you. You know what's been going on. You know, Lord, that I've I've grown somewhat cold or distant. And so, God, I'm just coming to you. I want to be drawn to you right now, Father. I'm just reaching out to you because I know, God, you love me. I know, Lord, you love me. You've been so patient with me. And so, Father, I just reach out to you right now. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, and maybe possibly you're praying that way. You're saying, Father, I know you're a good father. I know, God, that you love me. I know, God, that you've reached out to me, but I've kind of become a little cold. And so, Father, you're renewing my heart. You're lighting my fire, your fire in my heart right now. And so, Father, I just... I love you. I choose you. I want to walk with you. I want your presence in my life. Pray that way right now. Say, Lord, I want your presence. I need your holiness in my life. Lord, I know that you're a good father. And so, Lord, I'm just reaching out to you right now. I'm praying, Lord, come into my heart. Come into my life. Renew this fire in me so that I will not be distant. That I will not be cold. But I will be in your holy presence. You're praying that way right now. You just... heads bowed. Nobody looking around. Just between you and the Lord. Are you praying that? Just lift your hand for a moment. Would you do that? Just lift your hand. I want to pray for you privately in my own prayer time. Quietly, personally. Just lifting you up. Because God loves you today. God bless you. Just lift your hand saying, Lord, I want your fire to burn in my heart. I need to be, Lord, where you want me to be. And so, Father, I'm responding to you today. Not to anybody else. But to you, God, I respond. And so I lift my hand. Anybody else? Just lift your hand up saying, Lord, I want to respond to you. I need your fire in my heart. I want to lift you today. I want to walk with you. Thank you, Jesus.